0: This fucking guy. Hello, my little green beans. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care, if self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives
1: and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and poo nannies. Mm. Ginger loves making me say that word. Um, That compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I am a cat person,
0: Ren Martinez. And I'm a mole man, Ginger Golub. Also, I like dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that was, like, one of the initial pickup lines that I got from DJ? I'm a mole man? Well, okay. So (laughs) we, we we met through, like, online dating circa 2010, so there were fewer dick pics, and it was, like, a simpler time. Um... And I was just trying to, you know, find stuff to initiate conversation with yet another stranger on. And I was like, so are you more of a cat person or a dog person? He responded, I'm a mole man. I am the mole
1: man. I am the mole man. I can't see shit. Goo 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 mole. The, uh, the only mole that I immediately think of is from the movie Thumbelina because she, like, is getting, like, married off to the mole because he's, like, rich. It's very weird. It's very weird. Um, And she sings, like, a really sad song about, like, man, I can't wait to live in my eternal prison being married to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is, like, honestly truer to the original Thumbelina than anything we see in any Disney film. Yeah. Like, forced marriages to rodents hmm That's where we're no, at. No thing. She's, she's, the whole film
1: is her being, like, forced into marriage to various small animals. That was all folklore. Thumbelina,
0: a story about consent. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, most fairy tales are all about, like, who you should and shouldn't get married to. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, like, through metaphor, like Little Red Riding Hood. Like, do not... Don't fuck the wolf. Don't fuck the wolf. Do not entertain the perverts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, fairy tales back in the day were very much, like... It's really interesting because they're used for the same reason, which is to teach our children lessons. Yes. But the lessons back in the day, um, the way they taught them was, yeah, if you lie and are a terrible person, birds
0: will peck out your eyes. Yes. And we don't do that with our children's entertainment now, which is why we've decided to fixate on true crime instead yeah. as a culture. Fair enough. Uh, do you have anything to scream into the void, by the way?
1: Um, Not really. I mean, not big scream. I feel like, have you turned on the news? There's a lot of screaming. Yes. But I'm going to avoid that for right now um, to talk about just, like, very small personal screaming. Yes. Um, So my... Family sick. Um, my dad got sick first about a week and a half ago. Is it? It is not. The COVID? Miss Corona herself. Okay. He did get tested. Um, they said it was so, probably some viral something or other, but he is caulking, uh, caulking coughing <laughs> and hacking and wheezing and just like a general menace. And then my mom gets sick and of course they're like you know for the last two weeks we usually have like a weekly family dinner with them and they're like are you gonna come over i'm like no 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 i am this is not love in the time of corona like i'm not coming to see you no um i'll send you love from afar uh last week was her birthday so i did call her she was like hello Uh, um i was like oh hey mom um um and what I did promise her is that I would make her some soup and bought her a little ice cream cake. So I made um, – if anyone's familiar with this soup who was on Reddit, uh, it is one of the only reasons Reddit is worthwhile. Mm. And it is the famous slow cooker tortellini soup. It's delicious. Uh, yes. It's like a creamy tomato base, tortellini, and like spinach, and it's like mwah, gorgeous. It's delicious. It's delicious. And so we're on our way to take it over. And this is when Reek and I have one of the – I have a weird debate, mm-hmm. which is about the um, health properties of soup and ranking those health properties. Because okay. he was like, well, why didn't you do a chicken noodle soup? And I was like, oh, you know, I could have, but I really like this soup and, like, it's made in a slow cooker and I just felt like doing it. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, they're, you know, they're coughing. As long as they have some sort of warm liquid, yes, they will be fine. And he's like, no, chicken noodle soup is the soup you give people when they're sick because it is healthier for you than other soups. And I'm like, I guess there could be, like, specific ingredients in a chicken noodle soup that are, like, good for you. But I don't think it's, like better for you than any other soup that has similar components like i guess you could argue like if you have tummy troubles you should not have a cream-based
0: broth yeah you should have a clear broth and also Fine. if you have respiratory issues probably don't have a cream-based broth because mucus
1: right like we could argue but he's like no chicken noodle soup is per medical experts the soup to give to sick people And we had a whole debate about this for 15 minutes. Like, he was looking up articles, like, trying to cite his sources. He's trying to start chicken fights? And he was like, oh, yeah, because chicken has these amino acids, and, like, onions have these vitamins. And I'm like, again, you are not wrong, but you could make any soup with chicken and onions in it. Yeah. Like, you could make a minestrone or something. And, like, that has similar
0: I don't... I mean, if he wants to go based purely on, like a an america specific cultural touchstone yes is chicken noodle soup is that the case around the world obviously not true true that's a good counterpoint matzo ball soup and then i
1: i put out there into the universe i do think there is perhaps a component of this that is psychosomatic uh-huh. And he went, Absolutely not. How dare you defy and debase the medical research propping up chicken noodle soup? Like Wit was like mad about it. And I'm like, I'm just saying, like as a kid, my mom would feed me when I was sick, would give me those like Lipton chicken noodle soup packets. Mm -hmm. Which are, like, not the best chicken noodle soup, but, like, I have this warm, I'm feeling better feeling when I think about it. So sometimes when I'm sick and as an adult, I have a Lipton chicken noodle packet because when I'm sick, because I'm like, oh, this is what my mom gave me when I was Mm -hmm. sick. And there's that component there. And he's like, no, no, no. Chicken noodle soup is the same miracle drug as any other drug on the market. I was just like, sir. Sir, I – it was, it was just such like a weird covers, a weird debate about the medical,
0: medicinal properties of soup. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I
0: am reminded because it's all, it's always arguments like this that just get the dander up. And I am reminded of like, sorry, 50% of our listenership, but like, The best night of your or my lives, which was the night that Susie and Todd (laughs) Cream Cheese got into a fight where I thought they were going to get fucking divorced over the correct way to cut a sandwich. Oh, it was, you know, and and since both of them were
1: lawyers, both of them were like, objection, sir, irrelevant, (laughs) like citing fucking legal code. One was like a strict constructionist. The other was a liberal interpretation. It, Mm. (laughs) hmm It was the most enta- entertaining half hour of my life. It was. It was
0: truly beautiful. <laughs> and these are people who do not fight. These are people who perhaps disagree sometimes. But like it, it was like a weirdly intense disagreement. And then Todd mentioned that Susie Cream Cheese's mother was cutting sandwiches wrong, and she oh, was ready to. Mm. She she was drawing oh, no. up the paperwork. Oh no! Don't go after the mama. Oh.
1: I mean. You could argue that perhaps a diagonally cut grilled cheese into a tomato-based soup does not meet the medicinal properties of a chicken noodle <laughs> soup with a saltine. <laughs> and on that note. On that note. Perhaps
0: I before, need before we delve into
1: an opioid oh, crisis, yeah. we should get therapy. <laughs> All right, Gingy, my dear. My loved one. My ghost boned. Do, <laughs> do you want to tell me about uh, this fucking guy?
0: Not really, but here we are. Oh, cool. Uh, I,
1: I love it when we start off with
0: ambivalence. I, okay, so I I was all ready to write Donald Rumsfeld for you. Oh, and yeah, then, that fucker. Yeah, and then it just, I I kept watching the news and a mental block kept happening and I was like, I would rather not do this right now. Fair. I'm very, very sad. Fair. Um And it doesn't seem like there's any resolution on this because we're still in Afghanistan. Or, you know, we were and we're, you know... W- whatever um, we're doing. Whatever we're Whatever do- it is. I don't know how to feel about any of it. Fucking it up. I think that's generally what we're doing. Yes, we were fucking it up and now we're fucking it up in a different way. Mm-hmm. We just love all the flavor. Variety pack mm-hmm. of fucking it up. Um... So I went back to an episode that I had started on, I think back in like May or something. I was like, maybe it's maybe it's time, maybe it's time to roll this out. And the more and more I delved into it, because this is something that I found on like Trial by Media, a cool Netflix docu series about crimes you maybe didn't know about. So we are delving into the true crime world. Um I tried to find a hero in this, like somebody for us to sort of latch onto. There's nobody. Everybody in this whole thing sucks. Oh, that sounds like true crime. Yeah. Like, actual, more so than usual. Actual true crime. <laughs> uh, like, everybody's a dirtbag, but this fucking guy especially. So, I'm going to start this a little different. I'm not going to tell you, you know, so-and-so. Do- Dolly Madison was born on seventeen seventy six you are he was barely um but picture this close your mind, close my mind close your mind <laughs> uh and open your eyes and then uh be prepared to vote a republican ticket. I think that's how that works um <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's try that again uh Close your eyes. Feel the stink of the New York subway in your nostrils. Mm. And picture this. It's the early afternoon of Saturday, December 22nd, 1984. We're in New York City in the subway. It smells vaguely like urine. Probably more than vaguely, but Mm -hmm. fair. Uh, Four young men from the Bronx, all 18 to 19-year-old, like young dudes. Barry Allen, Troy Canty... Daryl K. B. and James Ramster boarded a downtown train with like 15 to 20 other people on the train. Fairly busy day, not like packed, not a commute. It's a Saturday. At the 14th Street Station, a 37-year-old man from Queens named Bernard Getz, got onto the same subway car. Do you know what I'm talking about yet? Oh, good. Oh, boy. I had a thought, but I'm not sure if it's that thought. But continue. Maybe, um... He was an electrical engineer. I, I I sort of regret not writing more on this dude's background. He, for some reason, had, like, a degree in nuclear engineering, and his dad was a child molester from Germany. Oh. Like you do. Hmm. Um,
1: I don't know why. I'm sorry. I, that reminds me of that scene from the movie Hitch, where he takes her to Ellis Island, and has, like, moved the immigration book so she can see, like, her relative that immigrated over and she freaks out and because it, it turns out that that relative that immigrated
0: over was like a serial mass murderer. Oh no. <laughs> I've got to see that movie again.
1: It's not a great movie, but that was a funny moment.
0: That yeah, I recently I repost on my fa- on my Facebook cuz sometimes these delightful things come up in my memories and it's like this time of year 2015 doing genealogy found the first murderer. Oh, genius! But not the last. Probably not. Nope. We do all of my family stories at Christmas. (laughs) All of Gingy's ancestry. I already have this year's picked out. So excited. Anyway, Bernard Goetz gets on the piss smell in Subway. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's transporting his electrical equipment to his shop. He sat on uh, the Subway bench across from these four young dudes. Reportedly, Canty asked Goetz, how are you doing? And Goetz responded, Fine. And these are people who didn't know each other on a New York subway in 1984, so it's fairly weird that they're talking to each other at all. And honestly, it's a little weird that nobody's penis is out. That's true. Uh, I Probably ma- a different car. I mean, I'm making a lot of assumptions about New Yorkers here. Sorry, New York listeners. But you know what you like to do with your penises on the subway. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. It's all of your governors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. So now is what I tell you. That much of the description for what happened that day came from statements to the police. So this is voting well. Cool. Is also where I tell you a thing that you probably already saw coming, which is that Bernard Goetz was white. Yes, a man named Bernard Goetz was white. Uh-huh. Uh, and Alan, Canty, KB, and Ramser were all black. Yup, I was- Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. According to Goetz, the four young men somehow signaled to each other. Then Canty and Allen got up and moved over to the left of Getz, blocking him off from other passengers in the subway car. Canty then reportedly said, "Give me five dollars," which is, I want to say, it's refreshingly specific. Honestly, I mean, as
1: someone who's been in New York, everyone's asking you for five bucks. Yeah, you can't walk more than a block without someone with a bunch of sunglasses asking you for five bucks. Yeah.
0: But what do you do in those situations when somebody asks you for $5? I don't carry cash. <laughs> yes. Slightly less of a doable thing to say in 1984, but like... Sorry. You know, something along those lines would be appropriate. Um What Getz did instead was to pull out a concealed handgun that he did not have a permit for and fired multiple shots at the four youths, wounding all of them. They all live, and that is important for us, like, emotionally. Well, that's, you know, that's good. (laughs) I was concerned for... There is some debate about who got shot in what order, and you wouldn't think it would fucking matter. I don't mean to, like, give you an entire audio layout of a crime scene, but it's going to come up later. Um most contemporary reports stated that after wounding at least three of the young men, Getz told police he then turned to KB, said, You don't look too bad, here's another, and then he allegedly shot KB, again severing his spinal cord. Ugh. This is what he told police he did. Oh, just with words. With oh, words. okay. Yeah. Uh, the conductor heard the shots and engaged the emergency brake, bringing the train to a stop. Like you do. Mm -hmm. The other passengers reportedly ran to the other end of the car. Two women got knocked down in all of this. So Getz talks to the women that got knocked down. I guess make sure that they're not injured or whatever the fuck. He then, uh, tells the conductor, they tried to rob me and I shot them. The conductor... Asked the very relevant question of whether Getz was a police officer, and he said no. Getz then refused to hand over his revolver and jumped onto the tracks and ran south through the tunnel and eventually out of the subway. Like an innocent person. Like an innocent person. He went home to pack a shit, rented a car, drove to Vermont, burned the clothes he'd been wearing, and dismantled the revolver, scattering the pieces in the woods. Like an innocent person. Like an innocent guy. <laughs> <laughs> like a dude with nothing to hide. <laughs> nothing
1: to hide. Just an self-defense. Open book.
0: <laughs> just an open book. Uh he drove around New England for several days, uh, registering at motels under various names and paying cash. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and, and again, all four of I just am gonna say this periodically. All four of them survived the shooting. Canti was hurt very badly. he he uh suffered a spinal cord injury, I think somewhere in the uh in all of the surgeries he developed a brain injury. um so his his shit wasn't going great, but the rest of them lived. When all of this gets very sad, please remember that the rest of that well, no, all of them lived. and I'm sorry how how old were the boys? They were all eighteen or nineteen. Okay. okay. A manhunt ensued, uh, but it was kind of stymied by the fact that many New Yorkers were pissed off at police for failing to stop crime altogether, because I guess that's their job.
1: Um, I'm sorry. I just, (laughs) okay, look, like, we can argue about, like, police effectiveness and all that kind of stuff, but, like, I just love it where it's, like, they need to chase after somebody who gunned down four teenagers in a subway, and they're like, stop! You have not solved all of the crime first. How dare you? <laughs> like, let's focus on the the, the the current
0: crime before we stop all of the crime. Well, the special hotline set up by police to seek information on this was swamped by calls supporting the shooter and calling him a hero. Uh, 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 You're going to be making that face a lot, I think. Uh, it's, you know, sometimes I just, like, wish that... That America was not what it is. This is why I had tabled this back
1: in May. (laughs) Uh, America,
0: (laughs) you constantly disappoint me. Yeah. Less depressing than Donald Rumsfeld somehow. (sighs) Mm. On December 26th, an anonymous hotline caller told New York City police that they knew a guy who just happened to match the gunman's description, which... I, I am not, like, the biggest true crime buff. I'm guessing the description was looks exactly fucking like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> like, skinny, pasty white man with, like, aviator glasses and just, like, the stench of, like, should not be within 500 I I Jeffrey Dahmer or the Zodiac Killer
1: because, like, aviators were a big thing for a lot of those folks in, like, the 70s and 80s. But, like,
0: he looks a lot like – hold on, I'm going to pull up a picture because I have my priorities in line. Um, this is Bernard Getz.
1: Oh yeah, he does have a very dumber look to him.
0: Even like the facial expression, if we're honest. Yeah, that definitely. Ooh. I think my dad had those glasses in the eighties,
1: but I think most white men um, who were going to eventually have
0: a receding hairline uh, wore those glasses in the eighties. My father would never, but his head, his hairline is intact. So, mm. um. But yeah, this dude called in was like, I know a guy who matches that description and also owns a gun and also was mugged in the past, which is relevant for reasons we will get to later. And his name's old Bernie Goetz. Hmm. On December 29th, Goetz called his neighbor who told him that police came by his apartment looking for him. He returned to New York City on December 30th, turned in his car, got shit from his apartment. Then rented another car and drove back to New England. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, uh. I mean, I was reading that and I was like, ah, yes, he returned to confess. No, he returned because he didn't want a late fee on the rental car when he's wanted for attempted murder. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like, I've, you
1: know, I've seen Gone Girl. Like, this actually isn't like a great way to elude capture. Like, he really is
0: leaving a lot, a lot of trails. It was. Like, you don't rent a car it was 1984 they barely had eyeballs i mean that's much less forensics that's true so he's driving around new england um in the next day like fucking new year's eve he walked into the concord new hampshire police headquarters and told the officer on duty i am the person they are seeking in new york why new hampshire i don't know you could have just done that like You were right there. You, you would have right saved there. yourself some drive time. Mm. I mean it's late December. It's not even that the leaves are lovely that time of year. Yeah. The Concord police got a 2-hour audio-taped confession from him and then when the New York guys showed up they got a videotaped confession because they fancy and we will get to the actual confession later. Getz was dubbed The Subway Vigilante. Well, I don't like that tone. No. That's how most people know
1: him. I feel like that is a moniker that I have heard before.
0: Yeah. Um, And again, I don't care for the tone. Not so much. Yeah, not a great title. New Yorkers took, again, that tired old stance that he was just cleaning up the city (laughs) and doing what needed to be done because the cops weren't taking a tough enough stance on crime. Okay, okay, okay. Look,
1: there's a reason why, like, comic books... And like superheroes are a thing, right? Because particularly when we talk about people like Daredevil Mm -hmm. or even Spider-Man or the Punisher in particular, like this idea of like there are cracks in the criminal justice system that allows for like these heroes to rise up. One, they're fiction. So there's that. Also, some of them are literally fighting like people who have metal tentacles. So like there's that. But you don't actually want those people in real life like oh, that, God, there's no. a reason why they work as like comic book antiheroes because they're compelling characters,
0: not because it's like a good business model. No, no. Uh members of the public offered to post Getz's bail, which he actually weirdly refused and posted his own bail because he was like, I wish to remain anonymous. He didn't stay that way for long.
1: Right. Um
0: the case was covered constantly in the news and media outlets seemed to at least initially ...be on his side. Newspapers circulated reports claiming to be factual, claiming to be the gospel truth, that Getz had been threatened with sharpened screwdrivers. Uh, However, neither Getz nor the men that he shot had ever made any such claim. During his subsequent statement to the police, in fact, Getz expressed a belief that none of the young men had been armed. So there was that. For what it's worth... Two of the young men did have screwdrivers with them, but when Canty testified at Gates's trip, Gates, I keep calling him Gates, it's spelled so close to Matt Gates, it's G O E T Z, yeah. um, when Getz, not Matt Gates, uh, had his trial, uh, Canty said that the, uh, guys were using the screwdrivers to break into arcade change boxes and not to use them as weapons. So, it sounds like
1: teenagers,
0: yeah? It sounds like teenagers. It's also, like, I am slightly more inclined to believe them, and, like, maybe maybe this makes me simple, but, like, I am more inclined to believe them that they were panhandling and then plan to go, like, burgle an arcade, which sounds like a thing for a bunch of 18 and 19-year-olds to do, much more than, like, rob a man in the middle of the day on a subway car with screwdrivers? That's full
1: of people. Um, I mean, there's a couple things with the screwdriver thing. It's like, one, like, okay, like, yes, you could use a screwdriver to stab people. It's not that you can't. But, like, this is New York. Everyone has knives. Yes. Like, you could just have a knife. Like, why would you use a screwdriver instead of the very plentiful knives about?
0: Much knives.
1: So, like, it makes way more sense that their story is like, yeah, we were going to, pry open arcade boxes. Like, if they wanted to stab people, they just would have had
0: a knife. (laughs) Like, you would think. Supporters viewed Getz as a hero for standing up to his attackers and defending himself in an environment where the police were increasingly viewed as ineffective in combating crime. The Guardian Angels, a volunteer patrol group, collected thousands of dollars from subway riders towards a legal defense fund for Getz. The director of the Congress of Racial Equality, a, uh-huh. uh, a probably misnamed group uh, named Roy Innes. Uh, fun fact about Roy Innes, he would later be elected to executive board of the NRA. Um uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he offered to raise defense money. Uh Innes also um had lost two of his sons to inner city gun violence and said that Getz was the Avenger for all of us. They didn't have guns. Getz was the one
1: with the gun. Like it you're Were your son screwdriver today? Well, I'm just like my sons were killed by random gun violence. So I will support this man who gunned down sons with random acts of gun violence. <laughs> oh, what? God. What?
0: He he also called for a volunteer force of armed civilians to patrol the streets. Cool. I love it when posse show up. This can yep. never end badly. Yep. What could go wrong? Harvard professor of government James Q. Wilson explained the broad sentiment by saying, quote, it may simply indicate that there are no more liberals on the crime and law and order issue in New York City because they've all been mugged, which is bad, but also probably true and kind of funny. I mean, that's the problem with liberalism. Um, yeah. I mean, again,
1: like we can talk about like what actually helps to reduce crime, which is like, you know, welfare feeding initiatives people. and feeding people and like. You know, income equality, and if you don't do any of those things, you're gonna have a crime problem mm-hmm. um so like you're bad, I
0: guess, like your fault I, I mean, don't. I wasn't in New York City in nineteen eighty four but I have watched Midnight Cowboy. I know, therefore that in New York City in nineteen eighty four you definitely had to suck a dick to get a grilled cheese. I also
1: know that not long after an Australian man walked on all the heads of people in the subway to be reunited with the woman he loved, so... He had a knife. He did have a knife. He
0: had a knife. He looked at those screwdrivers and said, those aren't knives. This is a knife. <laughs> it may not totally surprise you to learn that Get said some gross racist shit. What?! At a community meeting a full 18 months before the shooting, he told a room of human beings with his actual mouth, a thing that I will now not say verbatim with my actual mouth, because I still have to live on this planet. Mm -hmm. Um, try to spot the words I've subbed out. The only way we're going to clean up this street is to get rid of the spices and ninjas.
1: (laughs) First of all, I love the dub that you have just put together. (laughs) Um... Mm. but he said the real words I'm sure he did Ooh. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that that's mm, fun uh, a- al- also doesn't help that whole like self defense thing that we're gonna get no, to later no
1: it doesn't when you're like man if we you know how we could solve crime is by like destroying entire racial minority groups in this city wouldn't it be great oh. to do that
0: hmm because white people never shoot people on the subway oh wait uh yeah black political and religious leaders twice called for federal civil rights investigations an investigation by the office of u.s attorney rudolph fucking giuliani oh no Oh, no! oh no uh determined that the impetus for the shooting had been fear and not race
1: why no los Rudolph? Like it can't be fear based on race.
0: Rudolph. Ah, uh,
1: adios, mio. This man, like with his like horse teeth, like just fucking up everything for
0: everybody for uh, so long. What a absolute cousin fucker. Thanks for that, Rudy uh in an episode uh of dateline later gets admitted that his fear was enhanced big quotation marks around enhanced due to the fact that the attempted muggers quotes around attempted muggers also were black yeah i mean you we knew that
1: we i mean he's saying it in language that is like you know palatable but it's like yes my fear of these young men were because they were black yes yes you're yep Mm -hmm. yep okay that's, Knew that. that's you've made, racial bias, Byrne. You've
0: made that abundantly clear. What with the shooting and all? Mm. Um. So despite all the Clint Eastwood fanboys everywhere drooling over Getz, he did actually commit a crime, so he did have to go to court. Um, Manhattan District Attorney Robert Morgenthau asked a grand jury to indict Getz on four counts of attempted murder, four of assault, four of reckless endangerment in one of criminal possession of a weapon. But they refused to indict Getz on on the more serious charges, voting indictments only for unlawful gun possession carrying a loaded gun in public. But then... But then... Getz's statements to the police were made public a month after the grand jury's decision. It's... it's almost
1: like don't get me wrong like i i i do believe in terms of democracy that as of this point in human history we have not really come up with something better than jury trials like a jury trial by your uh-huh. peers is still the best way to kind of figure out if you're you know like how to do all this innocent guilty stuff but like people are stupid and racist
0: yeah <laughs> and i'm like ugh. god people suck Anyway, speaking of people sucking, in his statements, Gets described uh, having been mugged in the past. He claimed to have been injured. Uh, he got like a knee injury, I guess, uh, and uh, had been injured by three assailants, only one of whom was caught. And they went, I guess, less punished than he would have liked.
1: You live in New York, but I hate to say it. It's the 1980s, 70s in New York. Like, you're going to get mugged at least once.
0: Yeah. He called New York City lawless and expressed contempt for its justice system, calling it a joke, a sham, and a disgrace. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is why we just arm people citizens instead. and just mm-hmm. shoot people mm-hmm. whenever we think they're going to commit a crime.
1: yep, 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 yep,
0: yep. Getz said that when the four youths he shot surrounded him on the train, he feared being, quote, beaten to a pulp as well as being robbed. He denied any premeditation for the shooting, despite the fact that he had a, like, illegal concealed gun, and asked what his intentions were when he drew his revolver. Getz replied, My intention was to murder them, to hurt them, to make them suffer as much as possible. Okay. <laughs> uh, look 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 Look! i went
1: i actually at one time in my life went through the uh, uh concealed carry course um i never ended up actually carrying concealed but like i went through the course and
0: like baby republican Wren is the weirdest Wren.
1: and there is something to be said about like when you are in a self-defense situation and you do believe that you're at imminent risk of being harmed um, you generally shoot at what they call center mass, which is yeah. torso. Because the idea is that you want to stop them from doing the thing they do. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of gun safety is the sort of idea that, like, if you aim at a person, you should be aiming to kill them because, like, guns are dangerous things that kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, But part of self-defense is also, like... You want to stop them from doing the thing. Like, murder is not that solution. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not what you have to intend to do. Yeah. Is murder people. Like, most self-defense courses and, like, gun courses, like, say, like, your goal should just be to stop the person to exit from the situation and then get assistance. Yes. Like... Murder is a way to stop people. Like that's not wrong. It's but not like, a good way. It's not dear a good way, and that should not be the only way. That is not the first way. That is not the like premium way. You know what I mean? So,
0: mm. yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm not done though. I'm- like later, later in the tape, uh, gets said, "If I had more bullets, I would have shot them all again and again." My problem was that I ran out of bullets.
1: again, like, the whole point of self-defense with guns is that you stop (laughs) the person from the imminent risk, and then you escape the situation. And he's like, you know what? The whole getting out of the situation, not on my mind. I just wanted to pump these motherfuckers full of lead. GTA has not come out yet, but I'm grand theft autoing their ass. Like, I am going to be fucking in a car, tearing off buildings, and shooting all of the passerbys. Like, what? Like, gee, uh, again, Grand Theft Auto is not a self-defense tactic. It's not.
0: He added, and again, a thing he said to police with his mouth. I was gonna, I was gonna gouge out one of the guy's eyes with my keys afterwards. But then he said he stopped when he saw the fear in his eyes. Just a very chill. That's, yeah. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Just a guy who wants to protect himself, gouging yeah. out the eyes of unarmed black 18-year-olds. You know, you know black that, is, that is definitely um, part of
1: any self-defense course is, like, once you've shot them with multiple bullets and they're on the ground bleeding, then you gouge out their eyes with your keys. Like, that is just mm-hmm, common self-defense
0: knowledge. Well, how else are you going to stop them from seeing you, ran? Exactly. Ugh. Getz told police that, he, again, and I know I've said this before, I'm just going to stress it because this is sort of the most important part of it. Getz told police he had leaned over an already wounded Daryl KB, said, you don't look so bad, here's another, and then fired a second time. At the criminal trial, Getz's presumably very tired defense attorneys argued that his statements were the product of emotion and an overactive imagination.
1: Ah. huh Uh huh. Mm hmm. It sounds like the an overactive imagination of a man who wants to murder people. That's true. Yeah,
0: I I do believe that some some of this, as you will see, is kind of an overactive imagination, but of a man who wants to murder people and gouge out their eyes because it's 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 the only way he can get an erection.
1: Bernard gets more murder and fantasy
0: meat. Um, (laughs) you know. Also, when speaking to the media before and during the trial, Getz expressed no remorse for his actions and made inflammatory statements, saying he had done a public service by shooting the men and that society would be better off if their mothers had aborted them.
1: Oh, whoa. Okay. Just taking a very strong pro-life stance here. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm, every life is sacred until I gun them down in a subway. Every time I say Subway, it sounds like I'm talking about the sub shop. It and does. I don't mean the sub shop. I mean, like, the actual mode of transportation.
0: New York City should have sued the Subway sandwich franchises mm-hmm. and just, I don't know how else they're making money. hmm Just enough to clean up the urine. It's all I ask. I mean-
1: And don't get me wrong, these were legal adults, but, like, anytime these articles decide to use men rather than teenagers, I give, like, a major fucking side-eye.
0: Like... Like, mm, mmm, interesting choice of words. A lot of the news outlets did refer to them as kids and boys. I was just really, like... Trying to walk a tightrope here because I also know that there's like some racial implications to calling them boys and I didn't want to do that. So I think when it took when it comes to like partic- duty shot is sort of I my mean, preferred I think
1: of this like um, we saw this a lot particularly in the Michael Brown um, case. Where the media was referring to Michael Brown as a man. Like, they were mm-hmm. referring to as a man who got shot. And he was not even legally of age. Like, he was a teenage boy mm-hmm. at the time of his murder. And, like, at the same time, or not at the same time, but then if you look at, what the fuck was that kid's name? Trayvon Martin? Tamir no! Rice? The 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 swimmer kid who raped that girl in an alley. Oh, Brock Turner. Brock Turner kept referring to him as a boy, a young a young boy, a young teenage boy who just like you know made a bad choice. And it's like, hmm, I wonder what the correspondences here in terms of what they look like could have anything to do with who's being referred to <sighs> as a man at like fifteen years old and a boy at nineteen. Like,
0: yeah. hmm. So the public mood shifted a bit after he said all this shit, and they found out that he had said all this shit? Well, you know, that's something. The media and politicians demanded a new grand jury, which they actually got, and Getz was indicted on charges of attempted murder, assault, reckless endangerment, and weapons possessions. I feel like not enough, like, obviously the attempted murder, yes, obviously the aggravated assault— not enough people talk about the fact that he would, like, he said that they were between him and the rest of the car, and he shot at an mm-hmm. occupied subway you know, car. There were other people, it, it's I don't know if you've
1: been in well, a subway it,
0: train car in New York, they're not big. They're not terribly large, no. Yeah. They're small enough that if anybody has their penis out, it's a, immediately an intimate affair. Yeah. Ooh. But then. But then. But then. The judge granted Getz's motion to dismiss the new indictments on some technical stuff, but also the judge's opinion that Getz's victims, uh, Daryl Canty and James Ramster, strongly appeared to have perjured themselves based on later public statements that they had intended to rob Getz. The judge allowed the re- weapons possession and reckless endangerment charges to stand. But then! Uh-huh. The New York Court of Appeals went to New Judge Hudis and reinstated all of the charges. Okay. Uh, They essentially said that Getz's subjective belief that he was in imminent danger does not by itself justify the use of deadly force. An objective belief, one that would be shared by a hypothetical reasonable person... Hypothetically. Hypothetically, uh, is also required... Which, I like that a lot. I wish we saw more of that in, like, officer-involved shootings and indictments. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Getz pleaded self-defense to the charges of attempted murder, assault, reckless endangerment, and I guess the weapons charges? You know, again, if you have already told police that you have told one of your victims you seem okay, here's another, and then shot him a second time, like, self-defense seems like it would be hard to claim, but he did it, um... He claimed that he thought the young men had weapons, despite the fact that no one pulled a weapon on him, and he had earlier said that he didn't think that they had weapons.
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that a subway car full of people saw this go down. um, And and said that he absolutely had to shoot them to protect himself. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And this is where that whole who got shot in what order thing comes in. Darryl KB, who was the last to be shot and the one who became paralyzed, um, he was either shot by the fourth or fifth shot that Gets fired. He fired five shots. We do know that after he was shot, he was slumped in a seat. The prosecution claimed that the fourth shot that the fourth yes. The prosecution claimed that the fourth shot missed, and then Gets shot a seated KB at point and blank range with the fifth. The defense claimed that KB was standing when he was hit by the fourth shot and then collapsed onto the seat due to the lurching and swaying of the train, with the fifth shot being the shot that missed. He was only actually ever shot once. Okay. There's also the fact that one of the witnesses testified that Gets approached uh, within two or three feet of a seated KB and then demonstrated how Gets stood directly in front of him and fired downward a description that match gets published statements to the police Mm-hmm. of looking down at him and shooting uh-huh. a thing that he said a thing that he said on videotape uh funnily enough none of the eight witnesses heard a pause before the final shot and none saw Getz standing in front of kb saying you look okay here's another because he fucking didn't say that Because he just wanted to look like a macho badass, which is something that he's not capable of, because I have seen him, and also his name is Bernard.
1: Yeah? That sounds, that sounds accurate.
0: Like, on one hand, I really want to indict him based on the, like, look at this awful thing he said. On another hand, like, of course he didn't say it. Of course he wasn't like, I've planned this line all out. That's what he was doing driving around New England, is he was thinking of, like, the cool line he was going to tell cops Yeah, he was trying to do the Dirty Harry. Thing.
1: Don't you feel lucky, punk? He just sucks. He just sucks. Um, and like, was 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 KB the one that he was gonna gouge his eye out with his key? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so he like shoots this 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 kid who's sitting. Standing, whatever, standing, whatever, the fuck, sitting, according to a witness. Uh, so sitting down, and then he's like pulling out his keys to be like, "All right, do I use the car key or the house key to gouge out your eyeball?" Um, and then he's like, "Hmm, perhaps this will be very bad for my self-defense claim later." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe put these back in my
0: pocket. Getz's jury was made up of ten white jurors and two black jurors, of whom six had been the victims of street crime. And admittedly, that's New York. So, like, I don't know. eh. Well, New York, I don't think, is ten white jurors and two black jurors. No, 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 no. no. Specifically the street crime. The street crime crime part, yeah. (laughs) Uh, He was acquitted of the attempted murder and first-degree assault charges and convicted of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, carrying a loaded unlicensed weapon in a public place. He was sentenced to six months in jail, one year psychiatric treatment, Five years probation, 200 hours of community services, and a $5,000 fine.
1: I'm sorry, psychiatric treatment?
0: For what? Not like inpatient. I think like he was mandated to go to counseling for probably saying he was going to gouge people's eyes out. Um, if you think that's a relatively stiff penalty for a gun charge, you will be positively thrilled to learn that an appellate court changed that sentence to one year in jail without probation but he only served 250 days in jail, and then they let him out. Cool. Some saw the incident as a blow to race relations. (laughs) What? What? Benjamin Hooks, director of the NAACP, said, The jury's verdict was inexcusable. It was proven, according to his own statements, that Getz did the shooting and went far beyond the realm of self-defense. There was no provocation for what he did. Representative Floyd Flake agreed, saying, I think that if a black had shot four whites, the cry for the death penalty would have been automatic. Which is true. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, A month after the shootings, KB's lawyers filed a civil suit against Getz. The case somehow wasn't tried until 1996, over 11 years later. This time around, the case was tried in the Bronx... And KB's lawyers did a better job of highlighting the fact that this was kind of a hate crime. Kind of. Kind I would of a say. hate crime? Yeah. Gets is still alive, so allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets admitted to previous use of racial language and, just for funsies, to smoking PCP lace marijuana during the 80s.
1: Man, just the shit you can get away with saying when you're white.
0: <sighs> just wild ass shit. That jury found that Getz had acted recklessly and had deliberately inflicted emotional distress on KB. Jurors stated that Getz shooting KB twice, which he didn't do, but like don't Shot tell that jury. At. Mm, uh yes. Uh, was a key factor in their decision. They awarded KB forty-three million dollars, eighteen million for pain and suffering and twenty-five in punitive damages. Okay. Then getz filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Saying that legal expenses had left him almost penniless. But then a judge of the United States bankruptcy court ruled that Getz still had to pay the forty three million. <laughs> Asked in two thousand four whether he was making payments on the judgment, Getz responded, I don't think I've paid a penny on that. Go fuck Go yourself. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Bernard. The case did have an effect on the legal system. The New York state legal standard for the self-defense justification use of deadly force shifted after rulings in the case. New York state jurors are now told to consider a defendant's background and to also consider whether a hypothetical reasonable person, these days a concept that seems purely hypothetical, Uh uh, hot takes with Gingy, um, would feel imperiled if that reasonable person were the defendant. Getz occasionally gives media interviews about the 1984 subway incident that brought him into the public eye. He continued being an electrical engineer and even even opened a new store called Vigilante Electronics. Oh, my God. Oh, it gets better. Oh,
1: my God. Ugh. In 2001. No. <laughs> no. In 2001.
0: He's
1: like that fucking... The guy who murdered Trayvon Martin. Oh, George Zimmerman? Yes. This is Signing fucking, stuff this is fucking at like. George Zimmerman 1.0. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. hey, man, like, I was literally mediocre in every way before this, but now I can, like, capitalize on the fact that I've murdered people.
0: <laughs> like you do. Um, In 2001, Getz made an unsuccessful bid for New York City mayor. Well, it's unsuccessful, so that's something. In 2013, he was charged with trying to sell marijuana to an undercover police officer. The charges were dismissed by a judge in September 2014 for lack of a speedy trial. The Netflix documentary Trial by Media says that as of 2017, he was still living in the same rent-controlled apartment on 14th Street as he was back in the 80s. <sighs> He has run for public office twice in recent years and currently spends his time advocating for legal marijuana and playing with squirrels. I have no further information for you. Of course
1: he advocates for legal marijuana. All these fucks are just like, you know what? Crime is a pestilence that I have to use my gun to get rid of. Hey, but like, let's, weed's legal, right? Libertarians are just Republicans
0: who like weed. Right,
1: yeah. It's like, no, 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 if I do it, it's not that bad and should be decriminalized and legalized. Like, if I do it.
0: Can I just say, you fucking glossed right over the squirrels.
1: I mean, who is, again, it's New York. Like, they go to Central yeah. Park and they feed animals of various kinds.
0: Gets still rides the New York City subways regularly. So, not too fucking traumatized. I guess not. Um, the incident has been commemorated in the most important pop culture enclaves three different Law & Order episodes, <sighs> Subterranean Homeboy Blues, which is the title of a Law & Order episode, uh-huh. Self-Defense, and Shotgun were based on the subway shooting incident. Getz is also referenced by name in Billy Joel's 1989 single, We Didn't Start the Fire.
1: Oh my god, he is! <laughs> I don't remember, it's like... You know uh, all the words! and to- so this is in, I mean, I used to know them, but it's like, uh... Da, 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 da Bernie gets da, 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 da. Yep. Yeah, yep. Heavy metal suicide, Fargo, Budapest, Alexander, Khrushchev, JFK, blown away.
0: What else do I have to say? What, we
1: happened? The what happened in Fargo? I think
0: I think it's the movie. No, it came out in eighty nine, and that movie didn't come out until like ninety five. Oh, then I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think it's Fargo. Maybe it's embargo. I don't. Probably remember. Probably embargo, dude. There's a lot of words in that
0: song. Okay. Perhaps most notably, the shooting inspired the plot of the 2019 film *The Joker*. I'm sorry, it's just *Joker*. Ah, uh, uh, whose depiction of the Joker is partially based on Getz. The titular character is a lower-class inner-city resident who has been jumped and robbed multiple times. So he obtains a firearm to defend himself. When he gets jumped on the subway, he shoots and kills the perpetrators and flees the scene.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I never saw Joker mm. because I'm not a 21 year old boy. No. Um, who. Pulp
0: Fiction came out too long ago. They needed some kind
1: of ubiquitous yeah, poster for their dorm room. Exactly. Um, but it. I know that movie was trying to make Joker like a sympathetic character. And like, perhaps you chose
0: the wrong inspiration. I mean. Todd Phillips, who wrote, produced, and directed the film, grew up in New York City and remembered the 1984 subway shooting from his youth and probably the media coverage it got, which was very sympathetic.
1: And what race is the director? I believe he is a, a white. white. That's why I was like, yeah, he probably remembers it differently than people of a different
0: complexion. Yeah, and now legions of teenage dirtbags are once again worshipping guests by proxy through the stylings of Joaquin Phoenix. And that is the story of the 1984 Subway uh, Vigilante.
1: That's actually the worst outcome possible. Uh, yeah.
0: Like, making a douche-bro movie where people, like, just don't... I like, mean, they didn't base on it on him enough where he gets any money from it, if that helps. Well,
1: yeah. But, like, it's still, like, you know, it's... to, to Creating films... Just so, like, dudes can, like, relate to the anti hero shooting a bunch of people is, like, perhaps something we don't need any more of. Like, yeah. and, and, like, obvi- and that was, like, an explicit attempt. Like, there are dudes who watch Fight Club. Who do not understand Fight Club. Like who are like oh yes. Oh yeah. Clearly I identify with this like. Roid rage man. Who's like tearing up against society. And like I will ignore all. The homosexual nuance of it. And like. Like actually uh, like attach myself. To that toxic masculinity. Of which the author was deliberately. Satirizing because it's bad. Like we don't need any more of those. We, we don't. don't there's there's plenty Quentin Tarantino still exists so like we don't you don't need to do more work on that front
0: I mean Ugh. like in this came out I think just like around the time or a couple years after Taxi Driver came out so it's like very much sort of in that culture in that vein that this that gets emerged so like let's please stop let's let's stop doing the vigilante thing
1: hey man if if you want to talk about vigilante justice okay um, let's talk about... Why well, can't I remember the name of the film? The film with Carrie Mulligan. Oh, uh, Promising Young Woman? Let's talk about Promising Young Woman, okay? Like, that, let's, 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 let's unwrap that. Like, that is a film I
0: think we need more of. Like... Let's talk about yes, that but shit. The, but, but the teenage dirtbag white boys are saying that about the Joker. Like, I'm we just a ugh. teenage
1: dirtbag baby. <laughs> As if you but, have been represented a million times in, like, media. Like, get I over it yourselves. Go fucking watch Birds of Prey. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm not sure if you have one or not. But, like, it, please have a self-care plan that does not involve a single, a single Quentin Tarantino film. I gotta just make some revisions
0: real quick. <laughs> no, in lieu, in lieu of a self-care plan, because Gingy's been under the weather, so Gingy drafted what she could. Why am I referring to myself? My two self-care tips. First of all, stop referring to yourself in the third person. You look fucking stupid. Fair enough. Second, please go donate to your local chapter of the NAACP. Hmm? hmm Just do it. You've listened to this. You have, like, don't, don't donate to our Patreon this week. Donate to your local chapter of the NAACP. It's the right fucking thing to do.
1: Yeah, man. It's just, don't watch any more Quentin Tarantino. Like, we get it. Like, it's hyper, it's like hyper-realistic gore and like a woman being abused. Like, I get it. Like yeah. it's It's been done. You know? Trial by Media on Netflix is pretty good, though. I'll put that on my list of other things I will probably other not watch.
0: that you will absolutely <laughs> not watch because it's not on TikTok. If I could somehow uh, put it in, like, 95 installments on TikTok, I could get dude, you to watch it. that would it. be much more likely Jesus. for me. Anyway, that's going to be all for us this week, folks.
1: If you like what you're hearing, you can check us out at thisfnguypod.com. Uh, we have social media, Twitter, at thisfnguypod.com. We have our Patreon, which is the same, and then we have our Facebook, which is this fucking guy. where you can get all sorts of delightful memes.
0: We haven't been banned in a whole month. Oh my goodness! Knock on wood. Celebration! Congrats! Confetti, At-
1: confetti, confetti!
0: <laughs> As always, I'm Ginger Golub. I'm Ren Martinez. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Gargling with warm salt water fixes most things. But not gun violence.
1: Griffs. Also, don't be this fucking guy. Peace! This fucking guy... <laughs>